Yes, guys, welcome to a brand new podcast episode. I am your host, Conan, and today we're going to be talking about the importance of sleep. So we'll be talking about the benefits of sleep, the consequences of not getting enough sleep in, and lastly, some actual tips that you can start implementing into your routine right away. So without any further ado, let's just jump straight into it. So firstly, I want to talk about the importance of sleep. So it helps with your physical fitness, your recovery, your muscle memory, injury prevention, balance, coordination, speed, and muscle gain. So that's in itself. If you guys are into fitness, hopefully that kind of sold you there already. Helps with your mental health, your mood and emotion regulation, your stress hormone regulation, your alertness, your social fitness, including relationships, empathy, willingness to solve conflict, and openness to others, nutritional fitness, hunger regulation, blood sugar balance, gut health, and maintaining a healthy body weight. And there's a lot more to that. I don't want to bore you guys too much, but as you guys can tell, there's clearly healthy benefits to you improving your sleep. And now, before we talk about how you can actually improve your sleep, I do want to touch on the negative health consequences, which could happen if you lack sleep. And so the biggest one here, and this is mainly related to like your body weight and to your health, but when you lack sleep, so when you don't get enough sleep in, and for most people, I always advise at least seven to nine hours per night of high quality uninterrupted sleep. But basically when you lack that, two critical appetite hormones go into opposite bad directions. So leptin, which signals to your body that you're nice and satisfied, and ghrelin, which signals to your body is that you're not satisfied, meaning that you're always going to be hungry. So basically, when you lack sleep, your leptin levels drop and your ghrelin levels skyrocket. So when we're sleep deprived, we tend to overeat. And we also just tend to crave a lot more like sugary and uh, fattier foods, which is not ideal, right? And so if you don't want to be overeating, if you want to maintain a nice and healthy weight, definitely 100% make sure you prioritize your sleep. And so most of today's presentation is going to be talking about how you can actually improve your sleep. And now before we do dive into it, a bit more context on myself. So I used to be a huge kind of like sleep fanatic. So I first got introduced on the importance of sleep when I was maybe around 16, 17. I mean, I've always like maintained a pretty healthy lifestyle. And to be honest, I used to be a pretty just kind of like boring teenager. Like I didn't really go out to parties much. I didn't really do any of these crazy things like drinking alcohol or doing drugs or smoking. Like I didn't do any of that. And it sounds like, I mean, at the time I was like the boring guy and it does sound kind of boring, but um, I, I guess luckily did not do that. I never really got into that. And so like I used most of my time just to like focus on my health. And one of the things that I kind of like realized is that how important sleep was because when I was maybe 11, 12, 13, when, you know, you had those sleepovers, pulling all nighters, like I didn't really care. But when I was around 14, 15, 16, I got more into like my health, started eating healthier, started exercising more, started going on like more runs, started like weightlifting. And I kind of got introduced into the whole sleep thing. And then um, I realized really quickly from a very young age, which I'm really lucky, just how important sleep was. And so I've kind of been dialed in on my sleep routine for the past couple of years now. And um, I can tell you, it's definitely a night and day difference, no pun intended there, of when you do kind of like prioritize your sleep. And so let's just jump straight into it. So most of this information as well, I got um, from Andrew Huberman, who has some amazing tips on um, sleep. I think a couple of years ago, he did the podcast with um, a sleep expert called Matthew Walker. This is also mainly where I got most of my information from. And so the first tip that I have for you guys to help improve your sleep is regularity. What I mean by that is try to go to bed and wake up at the same time every single day. And yes, this does include weekends. Weekends are more of like a newer kind of phenomenon. I think it's only been around for like the past hundred years because back in like the, the old and olden days, like I don't even think weekends were like an actual thing. And it's just something that's, I guess, people made up and it's like your body, like internally doesn't really know the difference between a weekday and a weekend. And so it's just some arbitrary made up model 
modern thing. And so try to do your absolute best that you go to sleep and wake up at the same time, including the weekends. And now this basically helps your circadian rhythm, which is the 24 hour internal clock in our brain that help regulate cycles of alertness and sleepiness by responding to light changes in our environments. When I say regularity and try to go to bed and wake up at the same time, this could be completely different for every single person, right? Like I'm not saying you have to go to bed at 10 and then you have to wake up at six. Could be completely different based on if you're like a, a night owl or an early bird. So let's say you're a night owl and you may want to go to bed at midnight at 12 o'clock and then you wake up at around seven or eight or nine. Or if you're an early bird, you may go to bed at, let's say, 8 o'clock, and then you wake up at around 4 a.m., 5 a.m., or 6 a.m. The biggest thing here is that as long as you make sure that you try to get at least 7 to 9 hours of high-quality, uninterrupted sleep, it doesn't really matter when you go to sleep or when you wake up, as long as you kind of, like, get those hours in, that's all that really matters. And like I said, based on if you're a night owl or early bird, it does not really matter. But whatever kind of method you do choose, or whatever time you do choose, try to stick to that. Now, of course, it's not always going to be perfect. On the weekends, you may just like go to more parties or whatever, or may like go out for dinner, and you may go to bed a bit later. And that's totally fine. As long as you consistently try your best to go to sleep at the same time, the better. And what's so cool about this is that once you kind of get into the rhythm of going to sleep at the same time, every single night, your body will slowly start to like adapt to that and get used to that. And your body will automatically start to feel tired and sleepy during or around that time. So you may notice that when you first start getting into the routine of going to bed, it may be kind of like difficult because your body isn't really used to it. It's like if you're used to going to bed at different times during the night, let's say one night you try to go to bed at 8 p.m. And then the other night you try to go to bed at 10 p.m. And then the other night you go to bed at 2 a.m. It's like that's so different. And your body has no idea when it should kind of like start to feel sleepy, right? And so do yourself and do your body a favor and just try to keep everything consistent. And I guarantee you, if you do this for at least like two weeks, your body will start to get used to it pretty quickly and you will automatically start to feel sleepy at that time. And the exact same thing applies to when you wake up in the morning. When you wake up in the morning at the same time every single day, your body will start to, this is actually really cool, I actually experienced this firsthand. I don't really have to rely on my alarm anymore to wake up, which is super, super cool. My alarm normally goes off at 6 a.m., but I usually tend to wake up before my alarm actually goes off. And that is because my body is so used to just waking up at the same time time every single morning so if you hate the sound of that dreading alarm clock go off which i absolutely hate you guys probably know what i'm talking about if you guys have an iphone it's like the classic alarm sound which is so annoying whenever i hear that it's just like oh it just makes me like not it just makes me uncomfortable hearing that um and so if you guys don't want to rely on an alarm 100 focus on regularity and consistency and now the second thing as soon as you guys wake up is to view sunlight. This also helps your circadian rhythm and it signals to your body that it is daytime. I know it's kind of obvious, but especially nowadays, especially during this time of year, when obviously when you wake up, it may still be dark outside. Your body still thinks that it's nighttime, right? And so when possible, when you can, and by the way, in this situation, it is totally cool to view artificial lights. But yeah, if you wake up before the sun is out, which is super common during this time of year, when the days are like shorter and you probably wake up when it's still dark outside and you want to be awake, turn on artificial lights and then go outside once the sun does arise. So let's say you wake up at 6 a.m. It's still dark outside. Make sure you turn on all the lights. Don't directly look into the light, especially if it hurts. Like, don't do that. Just make sure that you put all the lights on or as many lights as you can around your house. Just to, like, signal to your body that, okay, it is daytime. There's lights around us. Let's, um, let's actually try to wake up, right? A big mistake a lot of people make is that as soon as they wake up, they still kind of, like, stay in, like, this dark room. They don't really view any 
natural light or artificial light and your body will internally still think that it is nighttime right and so you almost have to like trick your body as soon as you wake up into saying that okay it is daytime we want to be awake so let's view some lights whether it's natural lights or artificial lights of course ideally in an ideal world you'd want to view some natural light from the sun but like i said maybe if it's like cloudy outside or if it's raining outside it's not going to be ideal but just do the best you can to still view daylight view sunlight as soon as you can first thing in the morning and again if that is not possible just um, artificial lights are fine as well now a couple of things that i want you guys to avoid when it comes to sleep are as follows the first thing is caffeine and now i personally am a huge fan of caffeine i actually am currently sipping on a coffee and by the way i never get this question but i just Think that I should put it out there. I always drink my coffee black. I don't add any creamers. I don't add any sugars. I just drink it plain black. I actually genuinely like the taste of black coffee. That's besides the point, but try to not have any caffeine eight to 10 hours before bed. And now that should be pretty doable for most people because obviously you do drink coffee. If you drink it in the first place, you should be drinking it like in the morning, right? So a quick fun little fact for you guys, in case you did not know, the half-life of caffeine is actually six hours and the quarter-life of caffeine is 12 hours. And now what that means is that let's say you have 500 milligrams of coffee like midday, let's say 12 p.m. Well, you're still going to have 250 milligrams in your body at 6 p.m. And at midnight at 12 a.m., you're still going to have around 125 milligrams of caffeine in your system, which is far from ideal. And that's definitely going to negatively impact your sleep and so to not have all this caffeine still in your system six to 12 hours from now try to have your coffee or any source of caffeine whether it's like an energy drink or a tea whatever source of caffeine you normally have in the morning try to have it as soon as possible in the morning but not too too soon because if you do want to reap the benefits of caffeine another fun little hack for you guys is that you won't actually like reap the benefits of the caffeine 60 to 90 minutes upon waking up so when you do drink the caffeine make sure that you take it 60 to 90 minutes after waking up but then don't have it too too late where the caffeine will still be in your body so there's a fine line here but i'm um, definitely don't overdo it the fda usually recommends anything less than 400 milligrams of caffeine so try not to have anything more than that so if you have around 250 milligrams of caffeine at around 8 a.m it should be all out of your system before hopefully you go to bed so that's that on caffeine the second thing is bright lights and so this causes a huge problem to your circadian rhythm because right before you want to go to bed you're just like bombarded by all these crazy lights whether it's lights on your computer screen or lights on your phone or just like lights in your kitchen, whatever it may be, that's gonna signal to your body that, oh, it's still daytime, right? Going back to our previous point, first thing in the morning, you do wanna view lights, whether it's sunlight or artificial light, to signal to your body that it is time to wake up, it is morning time, let's let's stay awake. But you wanna do the exact opposite before going to bed. And so before going to bed, you wanna try to dim your lights when possible. There's this feature on your phone where you can actually turn the screen to either grayscale or you can turn it to like orange. So you'll get rid of all the blue lights, which is also ideal. And and also, I had no idea this was an actual thing, but when it comes to candlelight or moonlight, those are actually fine because that doesn't actually impact your circadian rhythm as much as um, mainly just the artificial lights from like your phone or from like the inside of your house or from your computer screen. So try to avoid those at least one hour, if not more, right before going to bed. Now, the third thing here is naps. So if you can, try to either not have any naps at all or if you do insist on taking naps, try to limit your daytime naps to less than 90 minutes. And one thing to kind of keep in mind is that really ask yourself, like, why am I taking naps? Like if you consistently take naps, really ask yourself like, okay, why am I taking naps? It probably means for most people, nine times out of 10, that your actual sleep, like when you actually go to sleep at night, probably sucks. And so if you were to just fix up your actual sleep for when you actually sleep at night, you probably won't feel as sleepy 
and feel the need to actually take naps during the day. And so that's something to really keep in mind. It's like, why am I taking naps in the first place? I guarantee you, if you guys listen to this entire podcast and start implementing some of these tips right away to your actual sleeping schedule, that you won't really feel as tired during the day and you won't really have to rely on naps to kind of get you going. And the last thing here is alcohol. This should be pretty self-explanatory, but do not drink alcohol in general. My opinion, I generally don't like the taste. I don't see the benefit of it, but especially right before bed because that can negatively impact just your sleep right before bed. Now, room temperature. This is quite funny because I actually had a debate with one of my roommates yesterday about this because he actually turned on the heater. And obviously during this time of year, it's November right now. And even where I'm at right now, Houston, Texas, even though it does stay nice and warm year round, it does tend to get quite cold during the winter. And so my roommates turned on the heat. He like blasted it. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? And he was like, dude, it's like so cold. I'm like, okay, I don't care what you do with the heater during the day. Like I couldn't care less if it was like super hot during the day. But at nighttime, that's when I kind of get a bit picky with like the, the temperature and I need a cool room, not just myself, but in general studies have shown that you sleep a lot better in a nice, cool, dark room. And so your body needs to drop in temperature by one to three degrees to fall and stay asleep effectively. And the main reason for you constantly waking up in the middle of the night is usually due to body temperature increases. And so when it comes to your room, try to keep it nice and cool, like I said. So I personally keep it around 68 degrees Fahrenheit. But what Matthew Walker suggests in the podcast he did with Andrew Huberman is around 18 degrees Celsius, which is around 64 degrees Fahrenheit, which is super cool and that is super nice. And if that is too cold for you, just have more blankets, like keep more blankets around you. But I guarantee you, like if you're having a hard time falling asleep, try to keep your room nice and cool by either turning on the AC or having a fan in your room, whatever works for you. But this is such a game changer. I noticed, especially during the summertime. So when I used to live with my parents, like they would never turn on the AC, which kind of sucked. But um, I noticed that my sleep was horrendous, especially during the summer months when it's like super hot outside, like inside the house, it was still super hot. And I just, I, I genuinely, I cannot sleep when it's like hot in my room. Like I, I cannot, it's impossible. And most people cannot either. I know some people from like warmer countries because they're so used to it can, but for most people, and you'll probably notice that even if you are used to sleeping in like a hot room, that as soon as you sleep in a cooler room, that you'll notice a huge difference in just the quality of your sleep. You probably won't be waking up as much and um, it's just more cozy as well, right? Like when you go to sleep, like you don't want to be like taking off all the blankets and it's like, like sweating and stuff. Like, no, you don't want that. You want to feel nice and cozy, get all the blankets around you. And it's just um, a prime environment for your sleep. And the last thing here is darkness. So try not to sleep with like lights on. Obviously going back to our previous points, like don't view artificial light bright before bed and especially don't sleep with like lights on or anything like that because darkness allows the release of a hormone called melatonin, which can help you fall asleep a lot faster. And now after implementing all these tips and you still can't fall asleep, the last thing I want you guys to do is stress about it. So try not to stress about it. Try not to let it impact you too much. And so one thing that Matthew Walker suggests is walk it out. So instead of like laying in your bed, feeling frustrated, like trying to do your best to sleep, it's actually quite funny because if you try to fall asleep, like like it's one of those things where it's like when you sleep, like you're obviously in like a relaxed parasympathetic state. And so it's like when you're stressed out and when you like try to like squeeze your eyelids closed, 
or if you like try to like focus on like sleeping, it's actually counterintuitive. And so you want to be in a relaxed state when sleeping. And so walk it out if you can. Don't force yourself to sleep and just do something relaxing right before going back to bed. So either read, meditate or journal. But again, just try to avoid going on your phone or iPad or watching TV because you don't want to have that blue lights or any type of lights really into your eyes when trying to fall asleep. Now to conclude all of this together, hopefully you guys understood the importance of sleep because sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health. It helps build muscle. It helps maintain a healthy body weight. It helps us gain the energy that we need throughout the day. It helps us with alertness, put us in a better mood. There are so many healthy benefits to sleep. And I still even today see so many people neglected. People will say like, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead but the chances of you dying a lot sooner when you do neglect sleep are actually going to be a lot higher. So yeah, please guys, like, please don't take it for granted. Like there's a reason why we still have to sleep seven to nine hours because from an evolutionary standpoint, I mean, sleep in itself does sound like it's a huge waste of time, right? And you would assume that through evolution, we would have at least trying to get rid of it, right? Like if it was so bad for us, if it was so just like counterintuitive because like, yeah, when you sleep, your guards are down, you're not reproducing, you're not being productive, you're not hunting, you're not killing, you're not eating, you're not doing anything, right? So it kind of makes you wonder like why through all these like years and decades and centuries, sleep is still one of the biggest foundations of our day-to-day -day lives. And um, that kind of goes to show you how important it really is, right? And one last thing before I want to let you guys go is that try not to always be perfect because going out or missing sunlight viewing, it's not going to be a huge deal. So please don't stress over it. I get it. Um, we all still have our kind of like actual normal lives. Like we still want to go out to party we'll still want to go out to dinner we may not always be perfect we may want to like hit the snooze button every now and then and that's totally fine but if you do drift from these and the other behaviors too that i listed out for too too long you definitely will start to suffer so whatever your current life goals are and what your current schedule is try your absolute best to master your sleep so that's basically all that i have for you guys for today's presentation so hopefully you guys did take something out of it if you guys do have any questions for me please drop it in the chat down below and with that said i'll see y'all in the next one good night sleep well and I'll see y'all soon. Peace.